to open the word with circle of friends. I'm Lena McCaslin, and I and I am introducing the ladies around the table. I'm Missy, and I'm Jen, and I'm Gwen, and I'm Beth, and I'm so thankful to be here today with all of all of y'all. All, all y'all. It's <laughs> all, all y'all. Okay, I'm not from down south. Well, ladies, uh, you know we have been at the table a time before, and uh, boy. Our time together is so sweet because as I look at each of the faces that come to this table, I know that your love for the word is, um, it's not only a mirror of my love for the word, but it is iron, sharpening iron. Because as you read and you process through, there are things that God speaks to your heart that you bring to the table that suddenly I'm being fed. And I hope that's the same that you feel from me. But I know when we're in the midst of it, just like our, uh, I don't know, our tendency is to second guess what we said after we spend time at the table. Um, there's there's doubt that can creep in. Why do we allow that to happen? Mm. He did not create us with a spirit of fear or timidity mm-hmm. but of power and strength and, and a sound, sound mind, mind. Yeah. so so as we look to the word today actually right open in front of me is Isaiah 9 and I see I see this list of who he is I know on our previous podcast we talked about he is our prince of peace right and Isaiah did a beautiful job of telling us about this one to come and He's here, guys. He's here. He's our Savior. He's our Lord. Isaiah said he will be the wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Mm. That's the one that I love to come to the table and talk about, our God. Ladies, thanks for joining me here at the table. Uh, As I read those... mm, not definitions, but uh, word pictures of, of who he is to us. Tell me, does any one of them jump out at you? Is there, is there a name of God that you find yourself going back to? There are so many. Yes, I mean. yes. Mm-hmm. Which, that's what's the exciting thing. And, and listeners, I, uh, I really recommend that you go to Gwen's podcast on revelation which Mm. will be probably maybe out the same time as this i'm not sure but wait for it wait Mm. for it uh just how jesus describes himself in so many ways so many ways i feel like doing a personal study on that the names of god Mm. and i mean and there are you know jehovah rapha and all i mean there's a whole Mm -hmm. list you can go through there's these and isaiah there's all the things uh that he talks about in in revelation of who he is you know and i mean he calls himself the door he's the shepherd he's a, mm-hmm. we can go on and on but each of those has a meaning mm-hmm. of and gives us a picture of who he is and when i look at this verse the thing that i'm struck with this time as i've mm-hmm. seen it read it many times but you know these these describe different aspects of his character right mm-hmm. i mean if we if we need wisdom, he's our counselor. If, mm-hmm. if we need strength, he's the mighty God. Mm-hmm. If we need promises, they're everlasting forever and ever and ever. He's eternal. And because of his, his death and resurrection on the cross, when we receive him as our Savior, then we have eternity in heaven with him. And then, Beth, I know this is, this is your favorite, the Prince of Peace. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to describe that. When you 
live in turmoil or chaos or those times when your life gets to that point, to know that he can calm all of that. I think of him uh, on the Sea of Galilee with his mm. disciples and how he calmed the waters, you know? Um, and they were, they were accomplished sailors and they were, they were frightened. Mm-hmm. They were really terrified. And he calmed, he cal- not calmed the waters, but calmed them too because they saw this is who he is. This is what he can do. This is, and it's so far beyond what we live in the day to day. I think we can sometimes mm. maybe forget or take for granted who he is. You know, I think one thing I find is life feels really big sometimes, especially when I've allowed God to become very small. Mm. And thinking through the names of the Lord is one of the things that helps me keep God big. Um, For example, God is our creator. He's our sustainer. You know, I mean, just the simple fact that um, Job says that if he withdraws his spirit and breath, mankind would perish. Everything perishes. And so there is a piece of... Uh, there is him who holds us all together. That's also in scripture and in another place that says um, that in him, in, in Jesus, all things are held together. Um, and so to the very essence of the difficulty I'm dealing with, the life that feels so big, I mean, just re- realizing that God is my creator, sustainer, um, that he sustains even those that I see as enemies or attacking or... Um, you know, the ones that want to ignore me or hurt me or um, exclude me or attack or whatever, even they are sustained by the breath of God. Mm. And so the bigness of who God is versus my circumstance, because, you know, if, if my circumstance feels bigger than God, he ceases to be an mm-hmm. option of my salvation and my comfort mm-hmm. and my hiding place. But the moments that I can keep him bigger than my circumstance, that's what happens on the boat in the middle of the storm right. with the disciples, right. is that all of a sudden they realize that the Jesus in front of them is bigger than, and these were these were sailors, these were these were fishermen. They were used to the storms that they got on the Sea of Galilee. This was this was their everyday life. They mm-hmm. knew this. Okay. And these storms were reaching levels that scared them to the point that they had no other option. And all of a sudden the man in front of them, it, it's like he sheds that human cloak and just lets them glimpse the divine. The, the creator God that is he. And, and in that moment, all of a sudden, the winds and the waves cease. Even if they had kept going, they would have ceased in the minds of each one of those disciples. And so literally what they would have realized is that in spite of the winds and the waves, he, he was God. Mm-hmm. And he controlled all of that. And when we keep that in mind, we're going through a rough spot. The first thing we ask is, okay, God's big enough to have stopped this from happening, but he didn't. So it means that me journeying through this has a purpose. It's not a direct result of somebody's sin. So I know that I'm walking through something that God has put around me or in me. For example, something like a hurricane. You know, if, if you've lost your house in Katrina or some of those other things, to sit there and go, okay, Lord, this is bigger than me, but it's not bigger than you. That shifts how I look at everything. It, it just shifts all of it. And, and, you know, and then it allows things like the body of Christ to be who it's supposed to be around us. You know, that we aren't 
supposed to be the be-all, end-all of our salvation or our thriving and surviving. We are supposed to be a part of an interconnected body of believers that is head by Jesus Christ himself. And so that body comes around and supports when one goes through suffering. You know, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know if that makes sense. So yes, Beth, I can add to that quite a bit, you know, but it, it throws other things in perspective. When you have God in perspective, then that shifts how you're looking at everything else. Mm -hmm. You know, when we know that God is sovereign, we can rest in crazy because he's sovereign, even in crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when God is an all-knowing God, we can rest in being accused of something because he knows and he sees all. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Elroy, the God who sees me. Um, We can rest in the fact that we're seen when we're in a world that doesn't see us. You know, when we don't have provision and we're asking the Lord to provide, we can take comfort in the fact that he is Um, what is it, Jehovah Rapha, our provider, um, and think through everything he has provided for us. And that, you know, there's always that day before his provision where we wonder if he's ever going to come through again. And then there's the day after where it's like, no, look, look at how he's provided. Mm -hmm. And so looking back over our life at God's provision is what we do in those moments. And we stand in something called faith, Mm -hmm. which is when we're standing at the precipice going, God, I can't imagine what you're going to do next, but I know you're faithful and I know to worry about it is to doubt you. So I'm going to leave this in your hands knowing that you will take care of it. And if I'm supposed to do something to be a part of that, you'll tell me. So until then, I am not going to fret or steal from who you are. Mm. I'm going to sit and be still and be quiet and wait for the provision of the Lord. I often think in song lyrics, and I, mm. I one thing I have learned from Gwen through the years is to make sure that those lyrics um, are are accurate the to the Bible. Mm. So, uh, but yes, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Jireh, um, there, and that's a popular song right now, right? Mm. Jireh, you are enough um, in every circumstance. And he is. Mm-hmm. But we don't know that until we allow him to be mm-hmm. enough mm-hmm. in every mm-hmm. circumstance. It's when we are in those places and we allow the person of God to be who he is and to to trust in the attribute that he has told us. I, I think about, oh, I mentioned this psalm all the time because I, I pray it so often to him. Psalm 119, verse 114, Lord, you are my refuge. What is a refuge? That's where I abide. That's where I run to, the shelter that I need. You are my refuge and my shield. What's a shield? The shield is what goes before me. I mean, we think about Ephesians 6 and all the... All the the armor that we are to put on or take up, a shield is one of them. But we have to allow him to be that in our lives. And so coming back to the attributes of God, we have to know them so that when those times of trouble come, it's kind of like looking at your medicine cabinet, right? Um, I have a headache. What do I need? You know exactly what you need. Well, the word of God is that storehouse for us. He is who he says he is, and he will do what he has promised to do. But we have to be able to willing 
to open it and, uh, and, and know what's in there and then allow him to be who he is, oh, who he desires to be for us. Jesus says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. He's not going to bust through. He's waiting for us to open it. Can he bust through? Absolutely. But one of the things he tells us about himself, uh, Matthew 11, um, for I am gentle and lowly. So he, he's not here to punch us into submission. His heart for us is gentle. Lowly, it's another word for meek. He has the power to clean our clock, but he is choosing not to. That's what meekness is. It's not that you're weak. He's just there for us, waiting, knocking, so willing. But we get to make the choice. Will we allow? Will we yield Mm. our hearts, our situations, our storm, whatever it is, will we yield to him and allow him to produce the yield in us? I really love what you're saying there, and especially I think what we do sometimes is allow the world to give us definitions to some of these uh, character qualities of God, even mm-hmm. peace. And uh, they give us a definition of what peace should look like, and we find ourselves busy looking for that. Um, when Christ promises to give us peace in the midst of our circumstances. Mm. But how will we know that unless we take the time and open his word and search it out for ourselves and know exactly what does he mean when he says he's the Prince of Peace? Mm. Um, yes. Yeah. 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 And it's interesting because Jesus says, you know, peace I leave with you, not as the world mm-hmm. gives. So very obviously he knew we would take the definitions of what the world said peace was and, and look for that mm-hmm. where you're so right, Jen. What he tells us in the word is so often, <laughs> and he and it, tell, it says this in the word, that the world is opposite of what God is. It's an, an enmity or an enemy of God. So, so being in the word... <laughs> is so important when you you really want to connect with who God is and to say that God is who he says he is which I hear I hear that but where where are you finding where God says who he is it's in the word that's mm-hmm. right and especially we all know this a verse uh, be anxious about nothing but mm-hmm. in everything with prayer and supplication I really love to think of that verse as like two bookends and right in the middle is giving thanks to God mm-hmm. that's where our answer mm-hmm. comes from mm-hmm. it takes our circumstances turns them around into a thankful prayer towards God and then what does the end of that verse say the peace of peace. God. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. We have a perfect prescription for uh, finding God's peace. Right. The real peace, not the peace the world give, gives us. You know, I know sometimes what we say can sound like we're coming from this place of, you need to do this, right? And that that's always a yuck place when I've not walked it and I'm telling you what to do, right? Mm. But can I just say, whew, as I think about this um, with Thanksgiving that you Mm -hmm. just brought up, Jen, I know it's true because every time I read that verse, I am back in a chair in my living room just having hung up the phone having gotten news that I did not want to get. Mm. Oh, my goodness. I 
ugh, it was not what you wanted to hear. And I remember sitting there going, anxiety, anxiousness. It came all over and about me. And yet I knew without a doubt how I had to respond. And I said, thank you, Lord. I didn't see this coming, but I know it didn't take you by surprise. Mm -hmm. And so, Lord, help us to journey through this season with our eyes on you. And it was a season. This wasn't a, oh, whoop, well, you know, that happened, and the next day you get up. No, we had to face that horrible news and journey through it. And I will tell you, now that it is, you know, how many years uh, in, in the rearview mirror, I will tell you that God was faithful, mm. that God is faithful, that it was not easy, but he was right there with us, that the lessons learned were so important, and mm. that the relationships impacted by it, who the ones that journeyed through, are stronger than ever. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not to say that everything survived, but it is to say that the, the good, the, the um, discernment that pain brings you is hard, but it is so necessary to continuing to journey on in this life where it's it's full of troubles. Jesus told us there would be. He didn't lie to us. It's true. Valley of the shadow of death, I don't have to fear evil, for he is with me. His rod of discipline and staff of guidance, they comfort me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how I know his word is true. Because mm-hmm. he has proven himself over and over and over again. But I think about that phone call so many years ago, and I think, had I not known his word, how would I have responded? Mm -hmm. And would the outcome have been the same? Mm -hmm. I don't think so. And we're all thinking, how do I put this in practical terms? Knowing his word, yes. But even daily stopping and writing down, how did you see God work yesterday? Mm -hmm. How did you see him show up? Mm -hmm. Where did you see him do something so unexpected that you couldn't even explain it the way it actually happened. Mm -hmm. And in those times when we are getting news or we are hearing something unexpected or face a circumstance that we just don't know what's going to happen, we have written account by our own hand of where we have seen God do something for us, for me personally, that just was a shower of love unexpectedly. But if we're not stopping and taking the time to do that, um, how do we remember? Oh, we're yeah. human. We quickly forget, yeah. just like the Israelites, how quickly they went from where they were mm. to grumbling and complaining yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, we it's all, amazing. We all, yeah, but we all we get, find ourselves yeah. all doing that. It's Paul who said, "I consider the sufferings of this present time." not to be compared to the uh, uh, with the glory that will be re- that will be revealed in us. Mm. I think it's important. It's hard to watch for God's. We don't always see it, so we need it, it's kind of a discipline Beth, mm-hmm. to watch for God's hand in our life. I know. Yay! She's so, she said the word. Yay, Missy! You get a gold star today. <laughs> but but when we look for God's hand and we see it and we understand 
I just have believed for a long, long time that each of our trials are uniquely designed by God, where, where he steps in and intervenes, where he allows things to come into our life. You know, maybe it's a consequence of our sin. Maybe it's a consequence of somebody else. All of that, it's unique to us and what he wants to do in our hearts and lives. And believing that, I think it has helped me to remember that in those times where he is at work in me, it's for this purpose that his glory would be revealed in me and the transformation that Christ wants to do in my life is going to happen. But we have to yield ourselves to him. We have to accept that and yield ourselves to him. James chapter 1, verse 2. Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Let endurance have its perfect result so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And then it goes on and it says, But if you lack, let him ask of God, of God, who gives to all generously without reproach, and it will be given him. Well, and I think there's a concept that we don't uh, quite understand today in America because, quite frankly, we live better than most of the world mm-hmm. does. Um, and that is the concept of uh, doing without, living life without, suffering, um, persecution, hardship. I mean, just hardship as a whole. I don't think we know what that is or do very well with that. Now, there's some people in our culture and in our country that do, but by and large, most of us who are going to church on Sunday are blessed beyond measure. Mm. Um, and so this concept of joining in Christ's sufferings um, has been missing from our walk with God. And I think what's happened is because it's missing in our Christian culture, um, messages like uh, if we're having enough faith, then you won't struggle with anything, mm. that you'll be um, blessed and you'll be wealthy and wise and and life will go wonderfully. And it, how well your life is going is directly correlated with your faith in God and your, your diligence to walk the Christian faith. Okay, here's where that breaks down. You cannot take that statement and walk it back into the New Testament. That's exactly right. It does not fit. And so you have to ask yourself, are you going to stay with the the Bible on this one, or are you going to swallow what's being sold? Because we're being sold a lie in that this is a different gospel. I'm going to go ahead just to say it's a false gospel. Mm. Um, And I don't think we have totally faced that. Because we're all going to walk through suffering at some point. We are promised it. James is very clear. The entire New Testament is written to a suffering church. If you take suffering away, it it does not make sense. You cannot understand the New Testament apart from the suffering of the early church. They went through Nero and Demetrian. and uh, You cannot understand what's been written to that audience apart from their suffering and persecution, apart from the enemies and the standing up and the stepping out of the world that they did at the time. Um, you know, we, we're facing a little bit of that right now with the progressives that are kind of dividing the church. And the rest of the church is sitting there trying to figure out whether they're going to stand up and start saying, I disagree with you, and being accused of being hated mm-hmm. or hating and being, you know, any number of things that are 
later tossed at you for staying to biblical truth. But we're just now starting to figure out whether or not we're going to take a stand and draw that fire or whether we're going to just go by the way of the easy path. Mm -hmm. You know, so we're facing a lot of that. But I am just so struck that we're wimps because we haven't suffered. Yes, that's so true. You know, I remember... Nepali brothers and sisters, when we were there and their stories of, you know, just their taking a step of faith in Christ. I mean, one young man uh, had a Gurkha knife thrown at him, missed his head by just mere inches, <laughs> tried to kill him. His family tried to kill him because he made a step for Christ. One, one beautiful young woman, her father, or not her father, her husband kicked her out. She was on the streets and homeless and struggling to find shelter and food. And we we don't have a concept, I don't think, of what it costs. Uh, yeah, exactly. What like it costs. Mm-hmm. What it costs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What it costs Jesus for our salvation. And we just take that so for granted and we minimize it and we, we're all about comfort and convenience. And yeah, it's kind of sickening, really, when you stop and think about it what our attitudes have become and where we, you know, kind of how we we look at things that we just assume and say they're our right to have, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's so far from, from, like you said, Gwen, biblical truth, Mm -hmm. we're called to be, we're called to endure hardships as a good soldier. We're consider we're to- it all joy. We're, we're told that we're yeah. going to face trials. We're we're told that we mm-hmm. will be persecuted. We're told by Jesus that we will be hated. Mm-hmm. I don't because s- he's hated. I don't. Yeah, I don't see that mm-hmm. in our churches where people are accepting that as that's part of this journey, and I accept it with joy, with joy. Those Nepali brothers and sisters that they were so full of a joy that went so deep and their faith went mm-hmm. so deep. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we haven't even scratched the surface in our North American churches in many ways. I saw it's something the other day on Facebook probably, but it was talking about Chinese Christians who will travel days to get somewhere where they know there's going to be a quality Bible teacher mm-hmm. and we complain about how comfortable our seats are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On our pews. <laughs> they'll, they'll travel for days. They'll yeah. stand they'll for hours. They'll sit for they'll, they'll do whatever, whatever it takes. Yep. Hours. If somebody's willing to teach. And like here, we complain if he goes over an hour. You know, they'll sit for hours they, and want more. Like a, a, as much, if right. you're willing to do four more hours, we'll take it. We'll, we'll yeah. stay. Whatever you. Yeah. They huh. will push off anything. They will, you know, if somebody's willing to stay and teach, they will, they will sit. I, uh, I kind of surprised our pastor this last Sunday. He made the comment, you know, he's like, I'm just a few more minutes and I know I'm going to go, whatever, you know. And I just, as we were going out, I said, if you want to preach for an hour, you go pastor, mm-hmm. you do it because mm-hmm. I want to hear it. And I, I love it when I hear uh, someone who digs into the word, there's just a hunger there to hear mm-hmm. it and to know it. And what does time matter? This is what's important. Mm-hmm. Like, let's, you know, let's, let's just stay here in this mm-hmm. place where we are learning and growing and we're listening to what God has to say to us. I don't know that I see a lot of that hunger mm-hmm. in... Lack of suffering. <laughs> you're, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Our words make mm-hmm. me think of of a book by Randy Alcorn, and it is presented as a novel, 
mm-hmm. but it is based mm-hmm. on true stories. Uh, the book is called Safely Home by Randy Alcorn. Um, you know, whenever I think about my light and temporary trials, I do have to think back to that book and the Chinese church yeah. and mm-hmm. all that is going on there, even now. And boy, if you're in that place of feeling sorry for yourself, and we all can be there because life is not perfect, just know that there are people that would trade lives with you in a heartbeat because they're not worried about the comfort of the pillow or the mattress or the car or the, they're worried about life or death as they proclaim Christ Mm. as Lord and Savior. And they truly are hungry. Oh, Lord, let us be hungry for you, for your word. Let us not take it for granted. Father, when we pray, oh, show us where where we are taking so much for granted that that it's just icing on this cake. It's it's not. It's not life to the full. It's it's life of abundance that is truly found in you and we've made it a thing instead of a person. So Father, convict us. Bring us back to your word so that we know who you are and that we live out of that place of knowing that you are able, even when everything around us is falling apart, Mm. you are able because you are who you say you are and you will do what you have promised to do. No unbelief will make us waver, Lord, concerning those promises. And we know that we will grow strong in our faith as we give glory to you. Thank you, Lord, for who you are. And thank you for giving us your word and giving us this opportunity to come to the table. Thanks for listening today. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd love to hear from you, so find us on Facebook and Instagram at Open the Word Podcast or send us an email to openthewordpodcast at gmail.com. Is it time for you to plan a day trip with your peeps? Come and stay a while at Shia Market in Berlin. There is something for everyone, no matter what your taste or style may be. Visit the Village Gift Barn for your custom floral arrangements and timeless accessories for your home. Stroll upstairs to Shia's Style Boutique for your perfect outfit, everything from accessories to shoes. Be inspired at country gatherings with decor from Modern Farmhouse, to transitional design. Then meander through the gardens for a large selection of houseplants. And last but not least, order your perfect cup of brew at the Buggy Brew Coffee Company. End your day by gathering to relax in our courtyard. You will leave feeling connected and refreshed.